story. Welcome to Pilot Boys, the podcast about TV. I am your host, Caesar, and I'm here with your my roommate, co-host, roommate, Karen. my roommate, <laughs> Karen. What is up, my dudes? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Caesar here again with Pilot Boys. What's up, Karen? <laughs> what's that voice? What's that, what's that trying to be? That's my uh, my YouTuber voice. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, uh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like a quick talk. Yeah. Like, hey, what's up? What's up, guys? Uh, Caesar here again with another TV show. What's your What's thing. your uh, What's up, guys? Video essay voice. TV. We all watch it. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what <you> mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's know like uh, it's always like some like vague thing about whatever. And this movie shows us just no. how no for intros. Oh no, not for like an intro. Oh, but just, just like oh, I'm just trying to like, just, like a tone gotcha, gotcha, in general. Gotcha, like gotcha. I was thinking of like And in the end, maybe we all have to ask ourselves. Yeah. Are it's, we the problem? It's that corny shit. But I, I <laughs> honestly write like that. <laughs> Are you like Carrie Bradshaw? Like as I was sitting in my apartment. <laughs> I guess. Nah, but like I do I don't know. I've always liked that style of writing. Like uh, like a leaving off question. with something in some oh, way, yeah, yeah. like it's a leaving off. Yeah, that's a, that, I don't know why I've done that. Anyway, so today <laughs> we're doing another roundup of TV because the world is crazy and it's you know and TV is distracting. Yeah, I, I, this is this was I didn't even know if I wanted to record this with what's going on and like it's just so hard to. Yeah. Want to do anything. With, particularly with like what's going on with the protests and I mean it seems like anything that's not focused on the fight for the end of police brutality and the end of terror on black people's Yeah, and fight against like yeah. structural racism and anti blackness in our communities. Yeah, but I mean I guess I finally felt up to it. But what I wanna say is that we've I figured, I guess, that it'd be good. If you're interested in a distraction during this time, TV is a good outlet for that. I mean, it's you can turn your brain off, watch it. Some of them can be dumb. Some can make you think, whatever. And that's why we're doing this. All right. The first one of the four that we're going to do is The Great. The next one is Love Life. After that, it's I May Destroy You. And the last one is Space Force. So The Great. The new Hulu show, it's a satirical take on kind of like English aristocracy. Russian aristocracy. Russian aristocracy. European aristocracy. There you go. Yeah. The first thing for me was like, it felt like the favorite. The Yorgos Lanthimos. The guy. Him? Yeah, he directed that. That's why I wanted to watch it, fool. Oh, no, I know that the, the, the direct. Yes. Yeah? Yorgos Lanthimos directed that. That's yeah. the movie he did after Sacred Deer. That's so funny. So I didn't, it, the, I didn't put two and two together, you know. Yeah. So the favorite it stars Nicholas Holt mm-hmm. and Elle Fanning. Elle Fanning, and it just kind of follows this character, Elle Fanning's character, as she's 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 maneuvering through. Well, Elle, this Elle Fanning plays Catherine the Great. Mm-hmm. 
the what is it? One of the only female like queen philosophers, right? Like that's what the, what's what they called her. I don't know. I'm, I King, wasn't like, a Russian historian. Philosopher kings. She was like the only philosopher queen. Mm. Is and, that right? Yeah, like that. Uh-huh. Like that's what she sends out for. That she like was really smart and she like read Voltaire and whatever. Mm-hmm. She like was trying to enact all of these like things reforms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Social what did you contract think? And whatever. What did you think? I liked it. I thought it reminded me a lot of uh, Marie Antoinette, like Sofia Coppola, in terms of how it was styled. Mm-hmm. But this this felt more like cutthroat humor. Did it remind you of the favorite at all? Yeah, like the kind of quippy royal intrigue. But that like it also reminded me of Marie Antoinette. Mm-hmm. And like the way it was styled. Yeah. But is Marie Antoinette like a black comedy? Like it's the same thing? Yes and no. Mostly romantic though. I mean, mm. it's very much a Sofia Coppola. Like, but the dialogue is good because it's like Sofia Coppola. Yeah. And the set design is really good. Mm. So that's how, like, in terms of, like, how the world was built and, like, the, the colors and the costumes behind it, that's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of Marie uh, Antoinette. Okay. Also, Elle Fanning. Yeah, yeah, So the stuff that I really liked about it was the humor. Like, the fact that it was very, like, nonchalant about, like, I'm going to fuck this person. Like, I'm going to cheat on you. And, like, it was just, like, all this craziness that I think that's what made the, the favorite work for me. Is that it didn't treat the aristocracy with this like fucking hoity toity kind of nature. It was very like these fools didn't, I mean, they didn't take themselves as seriously as like a lot of this shit presents. Like it's, it's not as about like manners and, and shit like that. Cause these, these fools, like I, I like when things do this because they show these people who are wealthy as, what I would imagine them to be like. Yeah. Like, they have power and they have money, so they can literally kind of do what they want. Yeah. Especially when in a world where, like, it's they're dominating that world. Like they're, like, literal, like, gods. Yeah. Some, I mean, like, I they mean, have the power of Yeah, gods, royalty like, at some point was treated like that, yeah, for sure. Especially at the time, I think. Yeah. What yeah, did, like, in history books, it's like, oh, like, it was, like, rumored that he had this affair with this person, yeah. and whatever, and, like, they took this many lovers. And it's always supposed to be, like, a rumor, but like, for they sure, were, they were like, it definitely happened, and yeah. everybody talked about it. And it, like, and everybody, I'm sure, knew. yeah, I'm sure it was like not kept a secret. Yeah, what did you think of Elle Fanning's performance? I thought she was good. I always feel like she's like young, young, even though like she's definitely an adult now, but yeah, she just started so young, and I just feel like she's stayed like in those roles. Even this role still feels very much like. Her she still feels like a young person. Yeah, like she was like Sleeping Beauty in the Maleficent movie. Yeah, but what did you think about her character? No, I liked her. I think they did a really good job of like showing her like idealism when yeah. like her wrote like it's like essentially showing Sansa like wanting to marry Joffrey and like how enraptured she is. Yeah, and like with these ideas of like being a princess. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, it's like Sansa's Sansa's story. Yeah. You know, tries to pull, like, any, like, agency she has. Yeah. It's funny that, like, I mean, this is, like, a real-life version of, or, like, a you know, depiction of, like, what princesses were actually like. Like, the experiences that princesses actually felt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, being abused, being forced to, like, 
be polygamous and things like that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Game of Thrones went into it a little bit, too. But uh, anything else that stood out to you about this I, I like the liberties that were taken. Because, like, I mean, like, it's not historically accurate, 100%. I think that really works to show how ridiculous it was. Yeah. Like, it must have been at the time, you know? Like, the fact that there's, like, a bear in the dining room and, like, everybody laughs at the king's jokes that are not funny. And it's like, well, everybody thinks I'm funny. They but all isn't laugh. Isn't there a scene where, like, when someone doesn't laugh, he has them killed or something? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> no, she doesn't laugh at his joke. And he's like... You obviously don't have a sense of humor. Yeah. Look, they laugh at all of my jokes. Laugh. Yeah, I think that the the misogyny is played for laughs in this. But in a way where, like, it doesn't feel... I mean, I guess it is very serious. But because of the way that the show is crafted or the way it portrays the aristocracy, there is, like, such a fucking, like, satirical nature to everything. Like, nothing feels serious the way that, like, it's presented all the time mm-hmm. with, like, again, that, like, reverence surrounding aristocracy. Like, think of something like... Uh, or, like, manners. Downton Abbey. Like, yeah, that, it's yeah, about, yeah. like, like manners. Even though that's English, yes. For yeah. Sure. But I think that that's, that's also, like, the point of it, that, like, Russia at the time was still looked at, like, they were, like, yeah barbarians. And they weren't enlightened, like, the yeah. rest of European society. And they for don't sure. even know how to wear wigs correctly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they wear them like hats yeah i mean yeah i think it's it the fact that they chose to focus on this was made it all the more interesting i really like the performances i think nicholas holt is really good at playing like an the asshole, asshole kind of hot guy too yeah like it's like he's really good at that yeah but he doesn't ever really do that i feel like he always plays the lovable kind of like nerd guy like that was his role for a while the next man yeah, but also, like, what was he in before? No, so I I think of Nicholas Holt as Oh, from Skins. Skins, okay. And he's an asshole. He's a piece of shit? Yeah. Okay. And it's always really fun. To, like, he was really good at being an asshole. He was, like, that, like, smug, smart, good-looking guy in mm. high school, you know? And okay. so I'm, like, happy to see him in this role because I think he's really good at it. That's. I mean, I think that's fair. I guess, yeah, I mean... I'm, okay out me i guess but yeah for sure i thought because of the he was in the favorite he was the the dude in the in the wig ah he plays almost the same character yeah well except that guy's like smart ish like he's playing the political intrigue game okay all right all right then yeah i guess he is he does play that kind of asshole. But I, yeah i was thinking of more because i had i was so used to seeing him as as beast as this, like, reserved, temperate kind of guy. Mm. That I was just like, oh, it's kind of nice to see him break out of that yeah. and do some other shit. I think he was also trying to do, like, the lead man role for a bit. Like, warm bodies. Remember? Oh, that's right. But he, he, was, he was very timid in that. He played, like, an awkward guy in that. Like, he played literally like an awkward zombie. Yeah. It's literally, like, <laughs> hashtag awkward zombie. <laughs> you know? Like, like lovable zombie. Like, hot topic, fucking yeah. <laughs> <like> awkward zombie. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what I mean, he was. Yeah. But I think he was shying away from playing that asshole character. Okay. That he started off with. And now he's like... He's back in he's it. He's back in it. Yeah. And it just feels like it's a natural fit for Honestly, him. I'm here for it. So, what would you rate it? I think it was a really good first episode. A really strong first episode. Okay. It was kind of long. No? Was it? Or I feel like the, like the storyline... Like, it covered a lot. Okay. Because you, you get 
Catherine when she's still like idealist, romantic. And then, mm-hmm. like, she very quickly realizes that... Like, she starts to play the game a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, at least the trajectory of it felt long, and I felt like it was very well-paced. Okay. So, out of one to five broken TVs, what would you give it? Karen, go. I'd give it a four. Maybe yeah. Four, I, I might even give it a 4.5. I think it was really good. I mm. really want to continue watching it. And I'm mad that I have not... Continue, I haven't finished it. Yeah. Well, now you get to watch it. I really liked... I thought... I, for me, the best part was the humor of it. I thought that it was... The the black comedy really fits this style that they're going for. I mean, the major difference between this and The Favorite is The Favorite felt like a reality TV show. This one doesn't have the same vibe. Like, mm-hmm. there was a lot of parts in The Favorite where, like, literally they would put, like, bug-eyed lens to, like, record things. And, like, they had, like, the these like wacky things happening and i don't know if this one went that far but yeah and the humor surrealist yes elements yes to it. but this this one felt like the equivalence of like watching like a bad boy rich guy today except he's just he's an he's an aristocrat like watching like i don't know some fucking rich dude who just buys like a bunch of cars and shit and just like balls out it seems similar like it's it's the same lifestyle it's just like mm-hmm. Sex, money, and violence. Yeah. I think it's also... Like, the fact that they're focusing on Catherine, though, I think is really smart. Yeah. And I like that it's, like, such a dark comedy. Yeah. Because she was very... I'm, I, I, so, I, I was not... When I, when I was at school for history, I didn't... I was not into the aristocracy kind of like that shit, so... I'm not, like, an expert on Catherine the Great or anything. But is she the one that, like, bathed in children's blood, or is that somebody else? No, that was not her, though. What did Catherine the Great do? She was a philosopher queen. But and didn't she, she was also like, do something bad? I mean, I think so. Because, like, I mean, she, she wasn't, like, that great. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not like she... Well, the great is kind of the thing that they said about Russian leaders. Like, Ivan the Great. Like, I mean, the fact that she's, like, a woman, though. Like, she's... She, like, raised Russia's status. Yeah. In the, in the world. Yeah. And I she mean, did try... Like, she was, like, an avid reader, and, like, she was... She kept up with a lot of, like, enlightenment thought. Hmm. And she was one of the only, like, monarchs to actually try and implement some of the enlightenment philosophies of, like, a social contract and education for all. That sounds familiar. But, I mean, she wasn't all that successful at it. Yeah. But, like, the fact that she at least tried is like, all right, well, I mean, yeah, I you're kind of great for that. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I'm excited to see that little pivot in the, fir- in the first episode that went from, like, Elle Fanning being this, like, little kid looking at a prince and then developing into like she kind of develops like a skin that was cool to see and i'm curious to see as the show progresses yeah yeah like i want to i want it to go like like i want death (laughs) like i want like political intrigue and death yeah that's like your whole shit yeah all right let's move on yeah Oh, wait, how long do you see it going for? Oh, wait, this is a mini series. It's a mini series. So. But it also reminds me, sorry, I just want to add this. It reminds me of Rain. Like, a C- Like it almost feels like it's almost like a teen show. Like, it could be on the CW. What's Rain? It's like a, like a CW, Mary, Queen of Scots mm. take. 
right? But it's like romanticized. Yeah. And it's like a teen, it's a teen show. So this feels like it could have easily been that. Yeah. But like the dark comedy aspect really Made it ele- for adults. It, yeah, really elevates it. Yeah. All right. Let's do Love Life. The shows that you like. We'll do those first. I mean, I, didn't, I said I didn't like Love Life all that much. Okay. But I'll probably continue watching it. But I feel like even though you didn't like it, you still kind of liked it. I feel like it just scratches it's, an itch. It's that up I your need, alley. You know? like, yeah. It's, it's like, up. It's like that kind of shit. just a sucker. Yeah. It, but it's also... I don't know. Okay, so Love Life is the new HBO Max show starring Anna Kendrick. And it's about this girl in her 30s looking for love, essentially. Right? Would you say that's fair? No, it's like... like No, she's like post-college. She's like right after college for her. So she's in her 20, 20s to 30s. Okay. So like every episode is a different relationship yeah, in yeah. a different year. It's like high fidelity, but not good. yeah probably yeah in the first episode like we see the first relationship it just feels dated like it just it doesn't feel like it belongs right now you think yeah like what feels dated about it i didn't get that the whole like ugh, like should i text him should i not Mm. text him and i like the first episode takes place in 2012 Mm -hmm. and sure that's like that's probably where we were the time and culture. Hold on. Maybe. Let me back up. Isn't all rom-com do... Like, isn't that the... That's, that's the kind of... The tools that they use? Yeah, but like like, that's the, what I mean that it's kind of dated. That I'm I'm, I'm tired of seeing, like, but this is, girl want to be obsessed with being in a relationship and but being is, in love. And, like, people want to see rom-coms, but I think we're tired of seeing that specific kind of person. Because I think we've moved past it. Mm, okay. And I, like, I mean, I, I ask because I'm. That's not my wheelhouse. Like, I don't know yeah. much about them. Or what? Like, what are you thinking of? Like a rom com now? Like, what do you think of a rom? Like, you think that like rom coms are still pretty much the same? Like, what? I don't know, like, what's the last rom com? Yeah, like I when watched. you have a picture of a rom com, what do you think? Does uh, that insecure one? I mean, not insecure. Sorry. The. I mean, I think insecure is kind of a rom com. It's mostly it? a comedy though, but it's about dating. I think like it's like a like it's you know like what is a genre anymore? Oh, uh, no. I, yeah, I guess I don't even. I haven't seen a rom com in a really long time. I just I, they're just not for me. So that's why I'm I'm more asking like. Mm-hmm. No, I I think I I think that's kind of where we are though. Like where we're tired of seeing those like those kinds of rom coms. Yeah. We don't want that anymore. I mean, at least I don't want that anymore. Hmm. And I think that this is more of the same. And that's why it feels dated to me. Hmm. But there is, like, a little bit of, like, the fact that she's, like, talking about the past. Like, she's older and, like, there's, like, a bit of melancholy when she's, like... To the show? To the show. And I I would like them to lean in. I would have liked them to lean in more on that. Into the melancholy? Yeah. Yeah. Because this just feels like more of the like, like stereotypical like gender norm stuff. Like the girl's really clingy, and she only thinks about love. And okay, no, I, 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 yeah, I think you're making a good case. I agree. Yeah, a lot of that was there, and it was kind of like, I think that's why I don't like rom coms as much because they deal in those cliches where like if you're not. 
if you're not on board with it as a genre or like what you're gonna what you're gonna be watching, it doesn't appeal to you as much. And that's kind of where I'm at with a lot of rom coms. Like, I have nothing against them in particular. They're just like not for me. Mm. And a lot of it has to do with them dealing in those tropes of like. Yeah. I don't know what, what should I do. Like, should I tell him? Should I yeah. Or, but there like are other. The, all women are like this, and all men are like that, and that's what it felt like. Like yeah. making these huge generalizations about how you should date. Yeah. Okay, but what about their chemistry? Did you feel like they? Because that's that's what it's about a lot of mm-hmm. the time, right? Did you feel like they they had good chemistry? Like, did they play off each other for you? I think so. Right. So, her first relationship, guy, whatever. His name was Augie. Played by Jin Ha, the guy who's in Debs recently. I think he had, he was really charming, and I felt like their relationship or like the, their banter felt kind of genuine. Mm-hmm. I think they had chemistry, but like there were, I think the filmmaking of the show wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Where like it didn't like it was just kind of like disjointed at times, mm-hmm. and like it was, just, it was just like generic. Like it was generic filmmaking, and like. There was nothing really that dynamic about Even it. the narrator, like, the the way they use a narrator, like, Darby didn't know it at the time. Or, like, Darby always, like, looked at dozens of couples, you know, doing yeah. this. And now she was finally doing it herself. So you're going to hate me for this? But that's one of the parts that I actually liked. I, but I'm a sucker for narrators. We've talked about how we're suckers for narrators. I usually like narrators, yeah. but I think this narrator this time also felt like it was outdated but like it was like a it was like an english dude mm-hmm. right like an english lady do rom-coms do that do rom-coms have narrators like that it no. felt like a, a a device that's not really f- familiar grounds for yeah for rom-coms it reminded me of jane the virgin sometimes like it reminded mm-hmm. me of like this narrator who is kind of like walking you along through this instead of it just being the main character. And I, I, I thought it was a change of pace. I don't know if I loved it, but I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I think that this is kind of more interesting than the show sometimes. Personally, yeah, I don't know. no. I didn't, I guess, it I, just also, it just Okay, here's weird. what it is. I What I did like about it is there was this kind of like, it was like a fable. Like, she was presenting it in this like, I don't know, like this written prose kind of way where it's just like... It reminds me kind of like of Hitchhikers. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Again, like I like... I usually like narrators, but it just fell out of place in the show. Okay. I see that. And I don't know, like, and that's what made it feel like it was outdated, I guess. Like, it just... Mm. Things just didn't feel organic. Yeah. And put together in a good way. Yeah, I I got the sense of that, too. I, I felt like there wasn't like a real cohesion to the show mm-hmm. like there were a lot of different parts and they just kind of threw them together and they're like oh we have anna kendrick too yeah like she's just there yeah when in a bad wig because they were like <laughs> that's true such a bad wig. she I was like the that. selling point for this i remember it was like untitled anna kendrick project for like a while <laughs> something like that and i mean that's fine i, I don't know I, it's also like i was never on the like anna kendrick train too much so she's charming it's fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. What would you rate it? I will continue watching it. Maybe it gets better. So what do you think? Give it a three. Three broken televisions. I will go... Which is pretty high. I, I think that's a pretty high rating. I think... I Yeah, I, I can't disagree. I think three is fine. It wasn't bad by any measure. It was just like not... 
for me. Yeah. Like I two point eight or something. Like I I had nothing that was like oh this is bad. It was just like I I wasn't as captivated. Yeah. I I, I, I one Anna Kendrick isn't. She's not my person. So like that's I feel like that's like eighty percent of the show. If you're not on board with that, then like you're probably this probably isn't for you. Yeah. I like I also think of like the Mindy project, you know, like I mean that was also a while ago now. Yeah. But she also fell into a lot of like the generic dating tropes, but she was a lot of fun to watch. She was. She was a huge selling point. And there's nothing wrong with tropes if you can like make this show interesting. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I, I'm okay was, I with... I didn't think anything about it was very interesting. Yeah. Like, I, you know, like, it's fine. I don't mind, I don't mind tropes as long as that it, the story is engaging or interesting. Mm-hmm. But this one was just kind of fine. It was, like, nothing particularly bad. All right. How long do you see it going for? A season? You think it'll get canceled? I just... I don't think that HBO Max knows what it's doing. You think? I just... I feel like they're just throwing money at things. I don't think it's doing well critically. Mm. But... I don't know. What's what do you think? I guess the question is, what do you think the the strength of Anna Kendrick is? People really love her, but I think it's dying. I mean, like, will kids she really like her though? Because she's because Pitch Perfect and tr- no trolls. Pitch Perfect. It was back in 2012, 2010 or whatever. Yeah, I think that that Pitch Perfect. Like, you think people are, know her from trolls? Kids, kids know her from trolls. Do they? I think so, or at least her voice. I think she's gotten a lot of like a lot of love through trolls. It's a big yeah? movie. Yeah. But she's a voice, not an actor. I mean, I like, don't know. Like acting. I think that's where he she's getting a lot of her revenue right I now. I don't agree with that. Mm. I feel like no one knows who the voice of like Elsa is, really. Like I don't think she gets the same praise as like the cartoon character. I think people, the kids just know her as a cartoon character. They're not like, oh my god, I loved your voice in this. Yeah. But I'm saying that, like, the Pitch Perfect train has left. I don't think it has. There was, like, a third movie, like, a year or two ago, no? It hasn't stopped. They yeah. keep coming out. A few years ago, yeah. No, there was a Pitch Perfect movie, like, two, year, two a year or two ago, no? But even then, it was the, like, it why? It was the third one. Everybody was like, why, though? You think? Yeah. I love Pitch Perfect. I love the first movie, and I love the second movie. But even I was like, a third one? Really? What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think it might get canceled. Either it gets canceled, or Anna Kendrick's like, yeah, I'm famous. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> All right. So Space Force is the new Greg Daniels show, and Steve Carell. Who also, which also stars Steve Carell, and it's supposed to be like a t- satirical take on what's happening now. I would assume with the actual Space Force, and they don't ever really mention Trump directly, but there's a lot of allusions it, made to. A I feel lot like of it, it's directly engaging. Right it, yeah, it's directly engaging with what's going. Yeah, on. I mean, they even had like an AOC stand-in and a Pelosi stand-in. Yeah, what did you think of this? I don't. I don't know. In I feel like the, f- the first episode wasn't the best. Yeah. As agreed. a as like an intro to the sitcom. I think it needed to set the comedic scene. Like it, I think it was doing too much work and the pacing was off. But I think it has a lot of potential. Like maybe like it'll it gets get better, better as, as, as it a goes on. Episodes? Okay. But the first episode felt a little awkward. Yeah. And they had some funny moments, but I don't know, like... There weren't that many, though. Yeah. Like, with stuff like this, too, like, with political, like, 
illusions like this, it always like it also feels a little dated. Like it, it starts to feel a little dated after a while. Yeah. So I don't think that the, like at least this like this premise and like the jokes that are being made right now are gonna age. I think they're gonna age pretty poorly. Quickly. Yeah. Mm. Not maybe not poorly, but just just gonna age very quickly. They're not gonna be funny anymore. They're yeah. not gonna be relevant anymore. It's about bureaucracy and also about like I guess it is more about like bureaucracy than anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's about how this new government program is kind of a joke and it's because of the bureaucracy and the people in charge. Mm-hmm. It's it centers around Steve Carell who's like overwhelmed by all the new responsibilities he has with being in charge of Space Force. Mm-hmm. And I think the main joke of the first episode was that big like the scene where he sings that song, the Aruba, da da da. Mm-hmm. What song is that? It was in the trailer, by the way. And I don't think it helped. Kokomo? Is that the song? No, I don't know, but I, I feel like that was supposed to be like the big joke. And it, I don't know, it didn't. It it's did supposed nothing to be a moment. Me. Like it was yeah. obviously the the length of it. It was supposed to be like, ha, like this is like how much we're committing to it. Yeah, but they had like all of it in the trailer. And I'm just like, why? Why am I doing this? And then also, like, Steve Carell felt kind of stiff. Like Steve Carell is stiff, and like, so what I compared it to was like Forty Old Virgin. At the end, he sings Age of Aquarius, and he's stiff in that. But it's because his character is stiff. We spent two hours watching this really stiff character who's like backed up from literally not blowing any loads forever, and he he like kind of comes out in this song and like you it it, it plays well for it mm. but this it just felt like he's a stiff and like i don't know in some ways i felt like they were expecting me to just be like oh it's steve carell doing another silly song and that's the joke yeah and I, it just didn't work for me yeah and some of the side characters i'm interested to see like i love ben schwartz i like jimmy o yang i like jen malkovich yeah I like those characters, but I feel like as an introduction, they weren't great. Except for Ben Schwartz. I thought he was funny because he's like a social media manager. Yeah. But like. But it was such a small moment. It also felt like they were just. They were writing these political jokes. And every time, like, the punchline came in, it just felt like there was like a pause to wink at the audience. Yeah. You know, like, it I just. See that. That's kind of how it felt. And I was like, why? why? Like. Yeah. That's what I mean by like it doesn't feel like it's it has any lasting potential because mm. it, it focuses too much on the political jokes that are relevant right now. Oh, I remember a joke that I thought was really funny when they were doing like the round table and then they're making fun of the Coast Guard or something. They're like all the everybody else was like, yeah, we're cool. But like the Coast Guard was like they were like clowning yeah. them or whatever. So I think that kind of shit is funny. And I guess my gold standard for like political satire humor shit is veep and i think what what makes veep work really well is that it's so scathing towards these like political figures and like people in politics and like how they're really terrible and this one feels like they're all kind of terrible but they're not terrible enough so like i'm invested like or not invested but like it's funny or something you know what i mean like they're just kind of like bumbling idiots. Yeah, but then they're not willing to go like all the way in with like Steve Carell's character, right? Yeah. Like, he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything about 
Like, he didn't even want this job. Yeah. You know, like, right from the beginning, he didn't want this job. And he makes a decision. And at the end, it's like, whoa, like, it worked out. You know, like, how did you know to make this decision? Yeah. And he's just like, I don't know. I just knew. So that means that it's okay for him to be in pa- like, to have all of this power and to have all of this, like, yeah. like, budget. what message is that sending? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Like, in the, in, the same, in the same. So, like, are we supposed to hate this bureaucracy? Are we supposed to like it? Are we supposed, like, you know, like, where, where do we land on this? Yeah. And it's not so, like, farcical where it's like everything's kind of kooky. Like, Catch 22, there's nothing in that show that, is not like there is kind of like this underlying humor or like satire to it. Like everything is ridiculous. Like some guy creates a cartel out of this country who's the enemy. And it's like this shit has a little bit of that kind of like Dr. Strange love kind of, you know, making mm-hmm. fun of politics, but also not enough for it yeah. to make it like funny or compelling. Like the like the Russian spy yeah. that had stating his teenage daughter. It's, yeah. A lot of things, I think, also happen off screen. You know, in the first scene, like, he gets a promotion, they move, like, they're moving, and his, like, he's very happy with his wife and his his daughter, but then, like, it fast forwards three months later, and his wife is in jail for an unknown reason, you know, like, something that happened off screen, and his daughter is completely different, like, is that supposed to be funny? Are we supposed to feel some sympathy for him? Yeah, it seemed like the joke was the fact that Lisa Kudrow was in jail. Yeah. And she's Lisa Kujo. <laughs> and like he's still in love like they're still very committed to each other. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I want I mean I think I might continue. I'm gonna I'm it. gonna watch it because I like Greg Daniels. Sure, yeah. Like we'll probably finish the season. Yeah. But as a first episode it was it fine. It didn't impress me much. Yeah. Which I'm sad about because I, I love like all of the people that are involved. Yeah. Same. So I, I think that's the problem too. Like I expected more. Yeah. Okay, so what would you rate it at a 1 to 5? A 3.5? Yeah, I see that. I'd go 3. Yeah, maybe a 3. I'd go 3. Just It was just fine. It's not particularly I think it could just bad. do better. It could do better. Yeah, do I, I better. think I was expecting more. Mm-hmm. I think it'll go like two seasons. I feel like they're going to get renewed because they're like, oh yeah, we can really make something out of this. And like... I feel like it's not going to catch on. But who knows? I could be wrong. What do you think? Uh, maybe two seasons? Yeah. I don't. I really don't know. I think Steve Carell has a lot of options. Yeah. Maybe he leaves, but like all of the, like, the other cast members stay on. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening, too. Yeah, I could see that, too. He likes to do that. <laughs> he does like to do He do do be liking <laughs> to do that. I feel like Greg Daniels is traumatized by that. <laughs> it's like, are you gonna leave me though? But you're gonna say this. He time, probably right? has a clause in the contract, like a Steve Carell can't leave clause <laughs> contract part. Anyway, uh, let's move on. So the next and last is I May Destroy, destroy you. you, the new HBO show starring Michaela Cole. Is that her name? Of chewing gum fame, mm-hmm. and it follows this writer who Arabella. Who is like having trouble producing her latest work and also wants to party. That's kind of the teetering and that's underselling it. But I think it's it's one of the best like kind of angst show that I've ever seen because it's about it's centered around someone who's feeling this like 
angst of like still wanting to party, but also like this duty of like having to produce a book. Mm-hmm. And it didn't producing feel- content yeah. for a book or like experiencing having experiences in order to produce content in in writing a book. Right? Is that what you think it is? No, like like you think she purposely wanted to do those things to write the book. I mean, I think it's like a mixture of all of it. It's like it sounds like she's already written a very popular book. No. That like has gone viral, right? That's where we find her and this is her follow-up. And it sounds like it's like she's a party girl. Mhm. And like how do you produce entertaining content for the second book? Yeah. I think that's the the problem she's tackling. Do you think or the block that she's experiencing? Do you think maybe what it is is that in the first episode we're seeing her as she starts to grow out of it a little bit. I think so. I, the fact that she's like she goes to Italy to meet up with this person that she obviously likes yeah has probably feelings for but she still has to produce like this party girl book that she has to sell the thing that i think was one of the best selling points for me for the entire episode is the kind of dejected nature of the character Mm -hmm. she wasn't sad she wasn't like pathetic she wasn't anything like that she just kind of had no feelings about a lot of things Mm -hmm. like she was truly I mean, I think she's depressed. I don't know. But, like, I, I think of the scene, like, after she had went out on this party. Or maybe she's realizing that she the, when she she likes herself most when she's partying and drinking and drugging or whatever. Mm. But I'm thinking about the scene specifically. When she gets back home, back home after, like, a night out. And, like, she's peeing and she's, like, trying to write. And she basically goes into autopilot. It felt very, like the the actor's expression like the actress's expression was just so like there was she was given nothing but like mm-hmm. it was so i don't know i really thought that, i think that she's was, like, great i think she's such a great actress yeah. i love chewing gum and it was like super cringy humor and i hate cringy humor but i still love that show i think she she just did it so well yeah. and i was also very wowed by her performance in this one because yeah. she just she's so like she's so good at like that expressionless void yeah eyes you know like there's like nothingness so, in her eyes yeah it's kind of soul crushing it is like, but also like so she's like that was a great performance mm-hmm. i was like oh man she's, she's really delivering yeah but, i mean at that point we didn't know if like it's because she was literally on autopilot and she had to like produce you know like she's just what it seemed like or her body was in shock. Like, she was in actual shock yeah. over what, like, the events that are, had occurred. And throughout the entire episode, I, I think I said, like, there's, like, a sense of foreboding. Yeah. Right? Like, there's, like, something is going to happen. And that that's also because of the marketing behind it. Like, we don't really know. But even just the first episode, I felt like there was... And maybe this is me putting too much into it, but there was this sort of, like, things were about to collapse during the party scenes. Mm-hmm. Like... Nothing felt like it was going well. Like, it felt like kind of like a a night where, like, something in the air feels wrong. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of the, that's, like, the centerpiece of the show. Like, the the little party scene. And it genuinely, like, she sold that performance. It felt like a party. Like, she was having, like, a good time. And, like, she was with people who 
do questionable things, but they're her friends. Mm-hmm. And, like, we don't know what's happening. The only thing we do know is that somebody was, like, uh, aggressively humping. And we don't know if it was what, what, she, what he was humping, but she had, like, this flashback. Like, mm-hmm. this very, like, quick cut of, like, somebody humping or, like, aggressively whatever. Yeah, but I was really impressed with the show. I really mm-hmm. liked what they were going for and, like, how they presented it. And her performance was just great. Mm-hmm. I really, the scene, one of my favorite scenes was when she goes to talk to one of the editors. And, like, she just has that, like, face, that, like, smiling face. But obviously, she's, like, not there yeah. <laughs> at all. She's, <laughs> like, completely, like, dissociated. Yeah. I think it's also, like, her face. Like, she really sells those expressions. Yeah. Like, they're, like, almost surreal. Like, a smile, like, a smiling dejectedness yeah that like looks like crazy you know like she's she looks crazy since the first scene like the first scene is her waiting to be picked up as she leaves italy which she was there to like visit some dude but like the guy kind of treats her like shit Mm -hmm. and you see the character and like she almost seems unfazed by it like she's obviously kind of wounded but she doesn't seem like destroyed by it Mm -hmm. in that way and she's, like, ready to, like, eh, whatever, I'm just going to move on with my life kind of yeah. shit. But she but, obviously likes him yes. enough to go see him. Of course. But I think that that's, well, that sold kind of that, like, I don't know, like, she lacks emotion. Like, the character lacks emotion on purpose mm-hmm. in some ways. But the, so the thing that I also really liked about it is that it is about that angst, but it's centered around employment. And we've talked about we talked about this with Galindo and like he doesn't like shows that are about like twenty year old like twenty year olds in New York who just go around like ah what who am I kind of shit Mm -hmm. and like she knows kind of who she is but it's also just a paycheck to her like the thing that she's getting paid for it seems like she's not that invested in it Mm -hmm. it seems like she's just writing just to write but and like it's still like was it a fluke though you know yeah but it's that it's like teetering between like. Wanting to party and living life to quote unquote the fullest, and also like a sense of duty because you have to work as an adult. That's just kind of how life is. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was like a more enjoyable depiction of that kind of like angst of figuring out who you are in some ways. Mm-hmm. Even though she already is, she kind of knows, it, but like it's still a process. But she's like outgrow like I it sounds it feels like she's outgrowing some things, but yeah. she doesn't want to admit it to herself. Like, she's outgrowing that part of who she was. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. But it's also kind of, like, like self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, she she knows that she can do it, but she doesn't believe in herself enough to commit to writing and to working. Yeah. Like, she, she prefers to do... Like, she's self-destructive. Yeah. It sounds like... It, it feels like she's very... Like, she has self-destructive tendencies. Yes. And she She knows it. All of her friends know it. But they still, like... Appease her, like, yeah, feed into it. Yeah, they yeah. feed into it. Because, like, that's her personality. And that's how... All, that's probably also how she found success. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I, so far, the show is a good foundation. The way that it was shot, too. Like, I think there's, like, a sense of, like, claustrophobia, maybe, to it. Mm. Like, it, it felt like, like some, shots. like, really tight shots and quick edits. Like, tight? Like, it was, like, like you know, very tight? Or, like, oh, yeah, that was tight. Or both? Both. Okay. Um, I think the way they filmed relationships visually Hmm. was also impressive. 
Because it, it always felt like people were either like distract like they were talking to each other but they were distracted by something mm. people were cutting in like there was a lot of noise going on so you couldn't really hear the conversation they were having and then like somebody's on their phone but kind of in the conversation too mm, I see that. like they're looking at the phone they're looking at the tv they're kind of distracted and they're not like actually communicating with each other yeah yeah, but I was a fan. Is mm-hmm. there anything else you want to say about the show? Yeah, like I, I, I was really impressed by it, and I'm really impressed by the actress. She's also the creator. Oh, I didn't know that. I think, I think, I like. I'm really looking forward to seeing her career. Or Michaela Cole's her name, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I, I'm truly impressed with her, and I think she's like she's very talented, and I want to see her in more things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm totally into this. And watch what? Chewing Gum. How, uh... Please. 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 You need to watch it. Please. It's great. I, I beg of you, please. It's short, too. Please, I beg. Please. It's How great. long do you see this going for, my dude? Three seasons? Three Zs? Three Zs. Maybe even... Maybe just one. What if it's, it's like a Fleabag sitch? Maybe. It just feels like it's... Very, yeah, I think that's a good... It's a good way. I mean, well, it. the difference is that, it's like... It's not that funny, though. No. Well, I mean, there are... It's a dramedy. It's dramedy. Like Nicki Minaj. Mm. Like Nicki Minaj says. Comedy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm into it. I, I I think it'll go maybe like two. But I don't know. Because it's a, like a BBC HBO thing. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, it'll probably be like Fleabag, you know? Because yeah. I think that she's also... She, as a result of this, she will also be in really high demand. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. So I think, yeah, like I think that Fleabag comparison is really good. Okay. What did you rate it? I will go four point five, maybe four point six. Yeah, I agree. How I don't know. I mean, I think in terms of a first episode, I think it was really good. It was really strong. Yeah. Like, I had everything. I mean, I'm not going to say it's, like, perfect, perfect. No, but it, it was, like... For for what it gave us, I it think... Was compelling TV, yeah. I think. How long do you see it going for? Two seasons. Okay. Maybe short, like, shortened two seasons. Yeah. I'll say two as well. Maybe an even shorter third season. You know, like, three episodes. Like, just here. one episode? Yeah. Uh-huh. An OVA. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Sign petitions. Keep protesting. Donate. Wear face masks. Wear face masks. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. All black lives matter. <laughs> That's how it goes, black bro. trans lives matter. Black trans lives matter. All right, guys, stay safe. Peace. Bye. Bye.